Hello everyone and welcome to episode 3 of Curvecast, your go-to destination for all things curve life, entrepreneurship and the untold stories that shaped our journey. My name is Ben, Marketing Manager at Curve and host of Curvecast. Today we'll be looking at building the business, the joys, the challenges that come with it and the undoubted obstacles that will come in your way. And today we're joined by a very special guest who has plenty of experience with both being an entrepreneur and working alongside entrepreneurs on a day-to-day business. Managing Director of Curve Capital, CEO of CRP Group, and non-executive director of the Broker Hub, Andy Wardhill. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Oh, hey, pleasure <laughs> to have you on, Andy. Pleasure to have you on. Uh, how are you? You all right? I'm okay, yeah. Uh-huh. It's a bit unusual settings for me, this, yeah. but uh, hopefully I'll relax into it a little oh, bit. Oh, absolutely, man, absolutely. I was horrendous on my first time, so you'll be all right. <laughs> so we'll just, we'll kick off straight away. We'll go, we'll go straight into it. So what? How did you start with it? Just with a little backstory from yourself, uh, how did you start your own entrepreneurial journey uh, to get where you are today? My, I guess my journey started roughly about 12 years ago when I first got into recruitment. I think I'd started to realize I was entrepreneurial, hungry for success, and I'd always had a, an ambition to to set up my own business. Mm. And I was luckily lucky to get through the interview process with the the initial firm that I worked for because I told them I wanted to have my own business one day yeah, in the yeah. future, which yeah. not you know not the best interview advice I'd give to anybody <laughs> in this day and age, but it it worked out. Um, so I spent nine nine and a half years at a, a, a brilliant nationwide recruitment firm, um, but essentially reached my peak there I think um, within the time frames that I wanted to Mm -hmm. so I'd watched friends and you know go on set their own business up becoming successful Mm -hmm. starting to get a little bit envious but I was absolutely adamant I didn't want to rush it I wanted to make sure that I'd honed my skills um, set up various divisions within that business so that I had the skills to to replicate it for, for whatever challenges I faced in the future, but also then how to, to grow a bigger business when I eventually set up my own. Mm-hmm. So I did that. Um, there were several opportunities that came my way. Um, it was the an introduction to Kev, um, I, one of my business partners and, and the wider guys at, at Curve Capital, um, that just felt right i believe in you gut, you know believing in your gut a lot and the opportunity that came bridged some of the gaps that we'll probably no doubt talk about today mm. such as the worry elements of it mm. um but gave me the comfort that i was with the right people and for me that was the, the, the opportunities to to be set up in business mm-hmm. when you start looking for them it's quite a lot of them but doing it with the right people for the right reasons who share the same values as you was was important for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I set up my official launch date was March the 1st, 2020 for CRP Group. Mm-hmm. Um, then, yes, COVID came um, and we had to diversify, but we've gone on to good things. The business is in a really good, good place. Mm-hmm. But more fortunately, I guess come to the group with a slightly different way of thinking a little bit more structured and processed Mm. um so that 
gave me the opportunity um, when asked by uh, Stu and Kev in particular to to become a, a shareholder in Kev Capital, mm-hmm. yeah. which was obviously an unbelievable opportunity after mm-hmm. a very short space of time. Um, and that's where the MD position of Curve Capital came from. Mm-hmm. So now I not only run my own business, but I help set up um, other people, me, three, four years ago, mm-hmm. um, with their own business and, and ensure their success as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I suppose I, you've spoken about Curve Capital and obviously coming onto that within the group. Now, obviously, at the time when you were starting off your own journey into sort of entrepreneurship and whatnot, was there ever the temptation of maybe going solo? Because obviously you hear about a lot of different entrepreneurs and maybe within the recruitment business who are thinking, oh, you know what, I can do this by myself, no problem. What is the difference, do you think, between joining Curve Capital, for example, rather than actually just going solo? And, and what what maybe are the preferences to doing either? Yeah, good question. And one that I, I've had two experiences of this week, to right. be honest, mm-hmm. where... People come to us for help and advice because they know that their business might not necessarily be going in the direction they want it. They have a bit of a pep talk from us and we give them an idea of what we do and then they get all confident again Mm -hmm. and go off and try to do it. Mm. And for some people that works, but often they will come back to us and and have a conversation. Um, Look, there is no doubt that it is possible to go out there and set up a business all by yourself. Mm -hmm. And for some people, they are more than equipped and able to do that. And for others, maybe not so much. Um, I think it comes down to the starting place. If you're sat there and have access to lots of cash and you've got a network of people that have been there and done it around you Mm -hmm. in your industry, because being a businessman in one area doesn't make you a good businessman in another, um, then you've got more chance of being successful. But no doubt you'll have your own concerns and worries as to as to what's holding you back. Mm-hmm. Um, and they should really probably be a starting place for the, the path forward that, that you take. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I would say, for me personally, I wanted the emotional support around me. I knew I had the skills to do it. And I said to the guys when I first set up my own business that you probably won't have to do give me any help with my own business. Mm. And they haven't really, to a degree. Um, they are more than ready in there when I need them, if I want to just approach something from a different angle. But the fundamentals of it I had covered. What I needed is that person to moan to, that person to bounce off. Mm-hmm. And it can be a very lonely place. Mm. When things are going well, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's the best feeling in the world. Mm. But it is hard. And nobody ever runs a business where it just goes well. Mm-hmm. So what do you do in that situation? Yeah, I think definitely from what I've seen, I think having that supportive network is hugely beneficial. Mm. Would you say that is obviously a really big part of obviously getting the business going and stuff from the beginning? Maybe having that, that piece of, like you say, a, a shoulder to 
you know, maybe cry on sometimes or something like that. Yeah, yeah. well, that's it. You need somebody to pick up the phone to and rant, yeah. you know, recruitment, using that as an example. You've just worked on a position for three months and the candidate lets you down the night before. Mm. Whether you're a CEO or a recruiter in the first six months of the job, when that happens to you, which it will, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it really hurts yeah. because there's a, you know, there's a price tag to it. There's commission. There's kicking your business forward. There's, you know you don't get into this type of world unless you, you're striving to succeed. And to succeed, you need these placements to happen. So just as one example, you need somebody to ring up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you might not want to take it home. And, mm. you, you know, your mates might get sick of hearing that. Your partner might get sick of hearing that. Your family might get sick of hearing that. Mm. But your business partners never will because we're all in it together. Yeah. Um, and I think more importantly, it's not... It's, when I say support, it's also surrounding yourself with the right people with the right skill sets. And we're fortunate that, you know, an opportunity came for me because I bring a different skill set. And mm. they're wise enough and clever enough to to acknowledge that and ask me to, to be a part of it. Mm. So we, you know, now it's it's not just a load of agony ants I've got on the end of the phone. It's We've got the best motivational person in the world. Mm. We've got a true entrepreneur that then can help you once you are successful what to do with that mm -hmm. we've got the structures we've got the processes we've got hr we've got marketing we've got finance it's it's having the skills on tap that you might not necessarily have mm -hmm. and i think that's a slightly more important way of articulating it mm -hmm. because when you set out you are hr you are finance you are debt collection. You are Mr. Motivator. You're everything. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a lot. It mm -hmm. is a lot. Absolutely. I, I think, to be fair, I think you've answered a lot of the sort of, I mean, especially the sport of networks, things like that. But what do you think people who are considering maybe building the business, what should they be considering when they're setting up the business? Obviously, you said about the sport of network, but obviously there'll be other things that come with that obviously when setting up a business yeah i mean what you're going to do mm. to start with you know is is it realistic in today's market with tech advances all the time is it still going to be there in the future mm. um do i have all the skills that i need to be able to run and manage this business or do i need to try and find some skills to plug in what can I outsource? You know, how do I keep this business cost effective? Mm -hmm. um, it all comes down to, 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 to the, the reasons why. Some people want to set up a business. Lifestyle businesses is a great example. They want to set up a business because they don't like being told what to do mm. by having a boss. They want most of the cash for themselves. Um, and rightly so. But that type of business, for instance, has its limits it has its ceiling it can only go so far mm -hmm. and then if you don't if you have a few bad months you feel that that pain further for me it was about growing something bigger so the business runs itself almost one day mm -hmm. um and you know i, I was in a fortunate posi position where all those bits of help and support and people to find the right best systems um, we're there on tap. But I think if you haven't got that clear plan at the start, you're going to walk into things that you just don't know are there. Mm. So by being in business with people, 
who've been there and done it, you can negate a lot of those potential errors mm-hmm. and make sure you're closer to getting it right first time. Mm-hmm. And I suppose that's that's really important. It's a good point that that you've got obviously with what I mean with curve and stuff as an example, you've got people around you who have been there and done that, mm-hmm. and they can. They will, they will give you the support because they've done that and they know exactly where you're at and where you can go. So I, I guess the question now is, is people having people around you who are experienced, is that an important factor of it? Obviously, if you're going in solo by yourself, you've never done it yourself. You maybe watched a couple of YouTube videos. I don't really know. But you've got then people around you. It's, it's important to have that people around you. Obviously, we talk about supportive network, but experience, people who know... <laughs> Yeah, well, actually, Stu and I often talk, and and um, you know, we have, we now actually tell people it's our experience that we're giving you mm. when they come into business with you. Wh- whether you're on your own, you need to know somebody who who can get you past a certain point. Mm-hmm. For all the tenacity, drive, determination, being the best biller, being the best of this, having the best product. If you don't have the right experiences in that experience surrounding you in that field, everything will get to a certain point and you're going to hit a struggle. Mm-hmm. The The beauty about having the right people around you is they've been through that struggle. They can spot it coming. You might even yourself not even spot that you're starting to maybe crack under the pressure a little mm. bit or it's weighing a bit heavy on you. Um, or you just might not know how to navigate around the obstacle in front of you. Mm. But for me, I've never come across a uh, a problem that we haven't been able to fix very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and likewise with the, oh, I must be into setting up probably eight new businesses mm. in the last few years. And again, any time any of these people that have had an issue or a problem, we've managed to very quickly work together and find a solution. Mm-hmm. And they will all tell you, if they were all sat in here now, that that is the most value that they probably get mm-hmm. because it's not slow in progress. Mm-hmm. So you were speaking about emotions there with that. And obviously that is a big part of being a business owner. Mm-hmm. You'll have your ups, you'll have your downs. How do you manage that? The The emotional side of things, the mentality uh, in in terms of building the business and the, the barriers that can come with that. Um, well, I think I think if your plan's right and you stick to it and you know where you're going, the emotional side of it is less stressful because you've got something to work towards. So there's something that actually can prevent that potentially from. Yeah, because you by setting up a plan, you're essentially giving yourself milestones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to be here at X month. I think the key is to not overload that that pressure on yourself. You know, if it's if it's a financial target that's make or break the business, then you don't have a choice to overload that on, mm-hmm. on yourself. Yep. But you know, again, taking it a step further back, it's I was fortunate that the that the guys at Curve before me were very much about growing a business organically. So, you know, simply put, is not overbearing yourself. Mm-hmm. What are the list of must-haves to get the business off the ground and what are the, the nice-to-haves? 
And if you just stick to the must-haves for as long as possible, you're reducing that pressure on yourself. Mm. You know, I read a lot of business plans all the time, which is, I'm going to have this tech, I'm going to have that tech. You know, I, I spoke to one person and they were, they'd committed to four grand a month's worth of tech. And they were six months, away, which they would started paying for. Mm -hmm. And they were six months away from being ready to launch. So that's eight months, mm. 32 grand down the drain. You know, that's not good practice and yeah. good planning. So um, in, in that instance, that's a, a really good example of bad planning and bad pressure. Mm. But plan properly and relieve yourself of that added stress, then you, you're going to be in control of it. Mm -hmm. the, the, the stuff around that that you can't control, the client not paying, mm. the candidate not starting, the product not being ready, the systems not being ready, you know, they're they're difficult. And again, bringing it back to, 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 to previous answers, that's where it massively benefits having a good support network. Mm -hmm. And if you are that individual doing it, then a partner that's willing to listen, a mum, a dad, a brother, a sister, best friends down the pub, whatever it is, mm. they need to be just as much ready for the journey as you because it's all you're ever going <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> yeah. And if you're with a group of people, it's <clears throat> the same as well. Um, so, you know, I think that the more you, the more thought process you put into what it is you're going to do and how you're going to do it, but also allowing yourself to be agile. And I can speak firsthand on this, you know, what CRP group, my business set out to do versus what it's doing today is different. And it's different because of COVID, you know, I had to look at the economy and what was going to bounce back quickly. Um, and it was anything manufacturing. So I grew out on automotive division um, so so that it could pick up. But it's a good example of, you know, uh, there's a, a lot of appetite to go into to vertical markets and vertical businesses, and then they're becoming super niche as well. That's great mm. when things are going well. But what if they're not? Mm -hmm. So can you position your business in the same way from a slightly different angle to get the same outcome mm -hmm. and prevent that risk mm -hmm. moving forward? Well, you spoke about COVID there. Obviously, <laughs> you started in 2020 with CRP Group. Mm -hmm. Now, COVID unforeseen for the world. Now, obviously, you're not alone there. Yep. Um, for businesses, obviously, nowadays, and from what you experienced back then, would you recommend or suggest to business owners maybe just expect the unexpected when you absolutely i mean i see business from the businesses that we have and the businesses that i oversee mm. in various different divisions you know from recruitment to brokerage to apps and vehicles and other areas that that, that we're in <clears throat> if people don't plan to a degree for that worst case again after what happened mm. you're putting yourself at an unnecessary risk. Mm. It's not always viable. I appreciate that. And different businesses are running different ways. Some are cash flow heavy, some are people heavy. But if you look back as to, to, to what we saw, which was a lot of businesses getting it very wrong, mm. forgetting that it's the people that they've promised the world to, mm. that they got rid of first and 
you know, for a lot of businesses out there who stripped out 60, 70 percent of the workforce with a huge percentage of that never to return. When if they'd wait another week or two, furlough was an option. Mm. And they 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 could have probably navigated through that mm-hmm. better. For us, it was terrifying. Mm-hmm. I had done a little bit of evening and weekend work on the CRP group, so we were a little bit further ahead than when day one came. Mm. Um, and the money that we'd managed to to bank from that did help massively. Um, but yeah, I used to have a hairline pretty much about here. <laughs> <laughs> and I was fully I'm, dark-haired. Yeah, I'm glad I wasn't uh, about that bit, so it might have been well about that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, look, we talked about emotions before. The bits that, depending what type of person and human being you are, as a business owner, you're the person that when your head hits the pillar, your brain ignites Mm. and goes into, have I done this, have I done that, what about this, what about that? Well, trust me, COVID was the epitome of that Mm -hmm. because you just didn't know how long it was going to last. Yeah, Uh It, It could have been a few more weeks. It could have it could have been years for all mm. we knew at the time. It was mm-hmm. never realistically going to be years, but we we just didn't have a clue, did we? Anybody? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, honestly, it was terrifying. Um, luckily, loads of mint started randomly growing in my garden at the time, so I made about seven hundred varieties of mojitos <laughs> and managed to nurse myself through it. <laughs> which isn't the advice I'd give everybody uh-huh. out there, but it uh-huh. certainly worked for me. But you know, I was I also had. Uh, my youngest boy would have been would have been two stroke three at the time. Mm. So trying to develop this business while you've got a little kid running around the house, not having a clue what's going on in the world, mm-hmm. shouting daddy, daddy, daddy all the time. Um, yeah, it, it was challenging. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I mentioned, for, for my core business, CRP Group, it allowed us a chance to take a step back, look at where we could be going and mm. plan for that. Mm-hmm. And we did, and we executed it really well. Um, we actually grew headcount-wise because there was a lot of good people on the market. Mm. You know, that wasn't, you know, businesses probably didn't want to lose, but we we took them on, and, you know, that's allowed us to, to build a legal division, and that's now broadened out into to Europe and the US as well. So good things can come from these things, mm-hmm. but... If you're constantly on your last penny, hanging on for every invoice, you probably don't want to be in that situation mm-hmm. again, if avoidable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you spoke. I mean, we spoke about the organisation of everything, but that completely unexpected, and like like you said, it can sometimes be a good thing to even reconsider maybe your business strategy or the approach that you're taking. Mm-hmm. Did I guess COVID do that for you? I mean. And can it is taking a step back sometimes actually a good approach to take in terms of business and thinking, oh, maybe we actually need to do something a bit different here. I mean, absolutely. I mean, when you first set up your own business, we have a little bit of a phrase. It, it, even if you want to be super niche and super specialist, the reality is the first six to eighteen months you need to have almost like that dogfight mentality, mm. and and that doesn't mean being an ass to everybody in the world. It means you've got to be prepared to work every hour. You know, I've countless, countless, countless nights and weekends worked seven days a week, 
because I had to. It was just me. Mm -hmm. um, you get the luxury of being able to, to have a bit of time off further down the line once you've got staff and you've earned that right. But for the first period of time, you, you, you're you solely responsible for everything. Mm. Um, so I think COVID came at a good time because I'd, I'd worked essentially four weeks doing my old job by day and trying to prepare the best I could for CRP on nights and weekends mm -hmm. um, and was pretty tired, to mm -hmm. be honest, day one of, <laughs> Not surprised, uh, of, <laughs> of CRP. And I remember getting into the office and sitting there and we were in a much smaller office than we are now. And, you know, there's these other young professionals around me who were working for some of the existing businesses that were already in place. And they were doing a type of recruitment I've never heard of before. Mm. The fees they were doing were astronomical. Mm. And... I was just sat there at the end of this desk with my laptop thinking, okay, this is now real. What do I do now? <laughs> this is this really is all on me type of thing. Uh -huh. um, but then two weeks later, I'm sat at home. Um, so, yeah, it allowed us to prepare. It allowed me to catch up. It allowed me to take a step back. Um, and I find whenever a holiday or a break, you don't realize probably – that you needed to step away mm. until you go and have a break. Yeah. And then I come back and I'm ready to change the world again and yeah. set up X business, Y business. Have we thought about doing this? Can we do that? And, you know, you go again. Um, but that that is a challenge. That is a challenge learning how to separate and break off mm. from business to, yeah. to normal life, yeah. essentially. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I think... <clears throat> understanding your own burnout capacity maybe i think and i think obviously building the business is that more so you'll understand that whilst you're building the business or can you become more aware of your own burnout and your own capabilities before maybe building the business? I, I don't think you'll learn about <clears throat> your own burnout sort of limits parameters whatever mm, phrase yeah. you want to use until you've hit it yeah and then when you really do hit it, you're very aware of it. Mm -hmm. um, probably unfairly, I think, giving advice to anybody getting into business, you almost need to tell your own personal support network to feel free to tell you if they see it coming. Mm. Because I think if you asked any of my friends and family, they would have seen it coming. Mm. Um but if you've got a good network, you know, I'm in a fortunate position, like I said, I've got, you know, several business partners around me and they've worked all the hours in the world and they can see it coming and probably were very quick to help each other and say, mm -hmm. you are clearly overworked. What can we change? What can I take off you? Mm -hmm. um, and when you get your business into the same position, you need the first thing you need to do is find who's going to be your right hand man. Mm -hmm. So you can also share that load with them and vice versa. And mm -hmm. then the business grows and you can do that more and more and more. Mm -hmm. I want to touch a bit on that work-life balance. Obviously, you were speaking about, obviously, your son and stuff like that at the time and and having that, and but you wanted, obviously, them, the mojitos and stuff as well at the time. You, and But you've also got to do all this work and stuff. That work-life balance then, is that, you know, sometimes 
does life get in the way of work and work get in the way of life essentially when, when you when you obviously start out as a business owner yeah Claire, my partner, will um, <laughs> probably should have shipped her in for this. She'll, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she'd have a lot to say on it. <laughs> Look, I, it, I guess it would vary from what type of business mm -hmm. you're doing. If you're gonna go and set up a gourmet deli, you know you've got your prep to do, and you've got your opening times, and mm. you've got your clean down. So you, you're pretty structured as to know what that is. If you're in a services world, such as recruitment or something finance related or whatever service it, it may be where the world doesn't stop for you to eat your dinner mm -hmm. then yeah you, you you've got to be quite strict mm. um and i'll have two boys who are very chaotic mm -hmm. going in and, and jack mm -hmm. um and it is a handful so but equally i don't want to miss out on on them growing up so it's taken it's taken a few years for me to try and get a bit of a handle on this, if mm. I'm being perfectly mm -hmm. honest. Yeah, yeah. Um I when I do come back refreshed, I throw myself into everything. So then therefore I take on too much and then I forever spend the next four months trying to get back ahead yeah. until I need another holiday. <laughs> yeah. Um which I haven't even been able to take for several years yeah. because there was just me in the business mm -hmm. so it's quite nice um now i'm at the stage of being able to to, to break away mm. um yeah work-life balance it's tough there has to be an if you know if you're in a relationship you have to have that conversation you need the backing because it does get frustrating for them when they're talking to you mm. and i'm like just one sec i'm just sorting an email out and it's half past eight at night or whatever mm -hmm. um, yeah. but also you know this all sounds very negative there are so many brilliant things that come out of being a business owner. Mm. Um, and once you do start to get a handle on it, that's where everything sort of comes kicks together. in and yeah. it comes into play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that process from obviously at the start, it will be difficult. I think it's just being honest with yourself potentially um, about how tough it might be at the start, like you're saying. But mm. obviously... The positives eventually well eventually in your case will outweigh the negatives would you say that uh, most definitely uh -huh. the everything you know every little milestone that you hit you know the, the first time i managed i was able to take all the staff out for beers mm. just sound of friday right we're finishing up 11 today get yourself ready and i, I did one as a surprise it was in the earlier days. We just nobody knew what we we're doing. I just said, "Be in the office." Then, after we wrapped everything up to make sure we we're going into the weekend in a clear place, mm -hmm. give them all a beer, took them into town, went virtual racing, went bowling, mm. went for dinner, and it was just an amazing feeling to mm. know that the work that we'd done, you were starting to form a culture and an identity, mm. and all of a sudden, little things like that, it's all worth it. You know, when you get to eventually go back on holidays, <laughs> you might, if things have gone well, be in a position where you're going on a slightly nicer holiday than you did the last time round, for instance. Mm. Or, you know, the choices and, and the self-satisfaction that it, it gives you. And even down to that, just being able to say, Do you know, everybody, you've done amazing. Mm. It's one o'clock on a Friday. 
there's nothing else we can do to change the impact this week. Mm. Go and have a great weekend. Mm -hmm. And that in itself is pretty rewarding. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I guess the, the the negatives outweigh the reward, really, uh, when it comes down to it. Well, the positives outweigh the negatives. Positives, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I mean, no. definitely, you know, like I mentioned, I've got two young kids. There are things I don't want to miss. And I haven't had to sacrifice or miss any of their development or key points in their lives yet mm. because mm -hmm. I work lots anyway. So I know I can do an extra half an hour at this time or that mm. time, but it allows me to go to that assembly or it allows me yeah. to go to um, that end of year. You know, Cohen's just finished reception. So I managed to, to be able to go up for an hour on Thursday last week and mm. look at all the stuff he's done for the year, which... I wouldn't have been able to have done in my previous job. Yeah. So just one great little personal example uh -huh. amongst many I could give you. But yeah, the, the the positives and the feeling and the satisfaction and the achievement, it you can't replace it mm. because ultimately you're the one that's done it. Yeah. Mm. And when you you don't often remember that, but it's those little moments that that make you remember that. <clears throat> yeah. And it feels incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, obviously, being involved now, where you're at in three different businesses, really, um, you'll have seen a lot in terms of entrepreneurs and things like that who are coming and going. Um, what would you say is some of the key aspects that actually prevents people from making that leap, from maybe being solo and then coming on to a you know, I want to do a business, but I'm really not sure about this. What do you, do you think that prevents a lot of people? Good question. Um, <clears throat> lots of things. Um, the You know, some, some people will be put off because of the financial risk. Mm. They may not have savings because, let's be honest, it's getting harder and harder for people to, mm. to get savings, especially mm -hmm. young people. Mm. Um, it could be if they do have savings, they don't want to risk it and stake it that they've worked ever so hard to, to, to get, or it's been given to them by mm. somebody, you know, important to them. Um, it could be self-confidence. It could be, they've got, they believe they've got 90% of the skills, but mm. they're not all the way there. Mm -hmm. There's many different reasons. They just don't know how to. They just don't know where to go. Mm -hmm. And actually, when you start looking yourself, which I did it several times, it back then, which isn't that long ago, but four or five years ago, whatever it was when I first started looking, it didn't jump out to me where I, I could go and sort of potentially get help from. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess it depends whether you're going to do it as an individual or you want to be give up part of your business for to, to get where you want to be quicker. Because... Mm -hmm. Pretty much that's what it boils down to. Mm. Um, the, the the be I've lost my train of thought a little bit there, but um, the 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 best advice I could probably give is is going back to one of your early questions, which mm. is have a look inwardly. What skills do you have? Do you think you're going to need any help to supplement what you've got to make your business a mm -hmm. success? Does the plan need more people? If it's a, if it's a grow quick business, how much money do you truly need to make? 
what are the things you don't know? Because paying somebody 30 grand isn't paying somebody 30 grand. It's paying somebody about, it costs the business about 36 grand Mm -hmm. as one example. Mm -hmm. So plus equipment, plus licenses. So Mm -hmm. you soon, you know, that 30 grand high is soon sort of nearer to 40K, for instance. Mm -hmm. So have you planned for every eventuality that you possibly can? Have you gone and got all that experience and knowledge from anybody you know who's already in business Mm -hmm. and recorded it and mapped it out and put it into what your model could look like? Mm -hmm. Um, and if you're still unsure, then perhaps go down the route like I did Mm. if you haven't got the answers to everything Mm -hmm. because it doesn't harm to have a conversation. Um, the danger of that is, is people like us have done it and it is exciting and you (laughs) soon get hooked in. It it went from one conversation (laughs) to... Um, yeah, I'm doing it, Claire. And she was like, right, right. okay, you better make it work then. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah, there, there, there are many reasons why people are uncertain. Mm. But I think my advice to them, if you're in that situation, is explore it a little bit mm-hmm. and then make that decision. And mm-hmm. if at the end of that you think, I'm still a year or two off, then go away. Mm-hmm. Sharpen your skills and go again. Mm. I think you touched on it a little bit about and the positives obviously of business and we're speaking about now obviously people who maybe don't want to take that leap but once you do take that leap what does it feel like freedom Mm -hmm. to be honest Mm. which is a dangerous thing (laughs) because you've then got a self-regulate um but yeah freedom is incredible It, it is this it is the best thing i've ever done outside of kids and all that. Sorry, Claire. Um, <laughs> Let it up out. But to sit there with a dream, with a goal, and with us an aspiration for ages, and, you know, we live in a world where everything is judged. Don't care what anybody says, you know, with the social media and everything else. Mm-hmm your friends, you look at where they're at, oh, I should be this far, and you put pressure on yourself without even realising it. Oh, I'm getting on a bit and I've not had kids or I've not got this promotion and Mm. they're doing this now and oh, look at them. I think if you're doing it just to compete with people around you, don't do it. But if you truly have known that you want to do it for a long time, run your own business, Mm. be your own boss, then there is no greater feeling. Like I mentioned before, Mm. Building it out to something where you've got, you know, double-digit members of staff and being able to take them all out to the races for the day, Mm. fly them off to another country for a weekend trip. Um, You know, we we did, we took the whole group to start the year off with the right mentality um, to do Crystal Maze. We hired Crystal Maze out in Manchester. As you well know, I do, I do, yeah. Childhood dream achieved uh, for me. I, I know, yeah. It I, was incredible. I'll <laughs> never forget winning my first crystal. Almost as good as setting up your your own business. Actually, <laughs> back to the question. Um, crystal maze plug there, guys. <laughs> yeah, Get yourself that, down. That's a that's a freebie. Um, but no, it it really is. It truly is rewarding. It is hard, of course, it's hard. But you must know that going into it. And mm-hmm. if you think it's going to be easy, then go and buy yourself another year before you get mm-hmm. into it. But you know, I'm in now in a, a building, which I own, with CRP's logo on the outside of it. Mm. And, you know, you think four years ago, CRP didn't exist. Mm-hmm. 
and now I get to help other people do that in their journeys and we've refined our processes so well, I believe, and, and I think hopefully recent entrepreneurs that we've we've set up would agree that we're seeing some real, real success stories. We've got one business in particular 19 months in and it's absolutely incredible what they've achieved but it was so smooth even from my point of view i remember sitting back at the end of launching them and thinking we got that perfect mm -hmm. from <clears throat> names to logos to, to to getting all the th tools and systems in place that they need it was all done really smoothly we ironed out exactly what they were going to do for the year and they went and did it they upheld their end of the bargain mm -hmm. um and they're now enjoying the all the the, the, the benefits of being a business owner um but also they're in a position where it's growing mm -hmm. and where we see a lot of people come to us help and, for help and advice because they hit a wall they can't scale a business mm -hmm. um we're doing that with businesses on a daily basis mm -hmm. so i'm getting another bit of satisfaction from it now mm -hmm. um as well as creating opportunities within my own business mm -hmm. for people as well so mm -hmm. yeah i I could talk about how satisfying it is all day long. Um, but, you know, you've got to get it right in the first place to be able to sit here and yeah. say that. Mm -hmm. I think that's good, though. Like, having that now, just obviously, you you get to actually see all the effort that you've put in as a business mm -hmm. owner. And you're actually now seeing the results uh, and, and everything that you've built yourself. Uh, I think that's really must be really rewarding. I think for for any business owner to see stuff like that. Definitely, and I think you know just to add further is is nobody sees, you know, when when your staff come in, they see you in the times that they're there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't see what you do at nine till eleven at night. They don't see what you do on a weekend. Mm -hmm. They don't, you know, none of those bits come in into play. You bear all that, but when you're on top of it and you're in front of it and you know where you're going and you're still revising and resetting your goals and you're working towards it and hitting those new targets and then regrouping like we talked about before mm -hmm. and then setting more goals then it does become a bit addictive yeah. you just want to keep going yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. and i guess the important bit is there is having again you know people around you to just peg you back a little bit sometimes and make sure that you you don't go too far mm -hmm. um which is equally part of our our job from a, a, i guess like you describe as a board level at, at curve capital we get a lot of entrepreneurial people who are super successful and we've got some incredible businesses um but you know, every now and again, everybody needs a little bit of whoa, calm down because mm. you don't want to undo all that success. Absolutely, either. yeah. You spoke about before about as a business owner, maybe comparing yourself to others. Do you think that's important? To, obviously, you're talking about judgment and things like that. And obviously, social media has a big influence on how we think a lot nowadays. And you know, people are doing this, people are doing that. Or oh, why aren't why aren't I, why aren't I there? As a business owner, is it important, obviously, to keep yourself grounded on that level and not compare yourself too much to where you think you should, or where they are, where others are? I, I think in <clears throat> any walk of life, business or personal, you shouldn't. We all fall into that trap. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. I'll probably go away this afternoon and go, oh, look at that, and, and subconsciously do it because mm-hmm. it's being drilled into us from every angle all the time. I guess step one is try to be aware of it. Um, what makes you happy isn't necessarily what will make me happy. Mm. And, and, and likewise, judging a business's success, what is success? Mm. Is it to earn enough money that you live the comfortable life that you wanted? Is it to be a gazillionaire? Mm. Is it to have the biggest, the shiniest, the coolest offices, the most staff in you know the entirety of Leeds, for instance? So mm. there's many, you know, what it comes down to what's important to you. I think if you fall into the trap of trying to keep up with another business and you're not focusing on where your business is going, you're probably going to make decisions that could be harmful to your business. Mm. Um, and you, you're losing sight of what you set out to do. And I think, you know, stopping, regrouping, Stu's doing a course at the minute on um, a lot about self-reflection mm-hmm. and self-auditing. Yep. And, and, mm. and he's right. He is right. Um, it's, it's important to look at where you want to be. You know, with me going off and, and becoming the MD of Curve Capital and then the work I've done for the last 18, 19 months in the Broker Hub, I haven't been 100% into CRP group. Mm-hmm. But luckily, we've got two outstanding guys, Liam and Pete, who've become directors of the business and are running it, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always trying to keep a hand in and, and help and support them. Um, but... If I, on that basis, with me not spending 100% of my time, started to compare CRP to other businesses, then I'd go insane. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to, yeah. I, you know, I'd end up going back to the burnout sort of stage yeah. because I'd be trying to keep keep up with them. Um, so you've got to look at, at, at where you're at. Are you happy with it? Is it going in the right direction? If it isn't, what do you need to do? Mm-hmm. You were speaking about success just there um obviously completely different to different business owners how you measure success this might be quite a tough question how well how can you ensure success or be in the right direction to get yourself towards success i you know i think a lot of different people in my shoes would probably answer this in a different way Mm -hmm. so i can only answer it on on my own personal feelings mm-hmm. success for me in crp group was always being able to, to to create how i used to run teams previously which is essentially having it run like a well-oiled machine mm-hmm. so if i step away from that business it keeps doing what it's supposed to do and the customers and the clients and the candidates they all get the same service so for me if all that's happening then the and, and as long as you as long as you are mindful of your costs and your spend mm. then will be a profitable, successful business. If success in your head is earning a million quid, then you need to go and make and an earn a million quid, you mm-hmm. know, but that's not particularly my driver, to mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that goes into what people, some people would describe a business as being successful because of its reviews, its reputation, some would do it based on profitability. Um, the, the, some would do it on staff engagement and happiness. Mm. 
um, you know, we are constantly across all of the businesses run off Stu's three pillars of trust, honesty, respect. And he's right when we say we work hard, but we have a laugh. Mm -hmm. A lot of businesses say that, but what we generally do. And the the key is, is I, do my staff look happy when they turn up to work? Mm. Are they dreading it? Or do we relax? Do we do what we say we're going to do? Do we provide a good service? And the result of doing that, the money and the other elements, which are important to people, are a natural sort of byproduct. So mm -hmm. when I look at the business, I think, you know, even I do it, it could be a bit further on. Of course it could. Mm. But then if I was the first, you know, the... the, the the originator of it all, and I'm only spending 40% of my time in, in CRP, how can it possibly be where I'd envisaged in my head? Mm -hmm. That's on me. Mm. Um, so therefore, I need to reduce the same expectation by the same percentage. Right. Okay. I want to come back to the challenges side now. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, we were speaking about the more common challenges that maybe entrepreneurs will face and business owners will face. What are the le like the less common ones that you found? Maybe uh, you didn't even know about maybe when you you started your journey, or you're seeing a lot more of now. I think that could probably be split out into two areas. I think there is unforeseen business related issues. Mm. What I mean by that is you finally get the office. And then Leeds Council decide to try and charge you the absolute world for your business rates, for instance, because they just do the same thing. They mm -hmm. slap a massive price tag on every business. So, mm -hmm. and, you and you start seeing all these big, scary invoices coming through. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, <laughs> where's that come from? Um, but luckily, we have, uh, an, uh, you know, the finance team and, and RFD takes care of all that mm -hmm. sort of stuff. Um, and I get to learn about it on the way. Um, I think there's then your own staffing side of it. Just getting staff staffing right is unbelievably important, especially especially in your first eighteen months. Because you kind of, if you're on your own setting up a business, sort of not to eighteen months is cash building. Mm. Yeah, just build as much as you can, doing the best job you can, mm -hmm. without going totally crackers. Mm. At that stage, then that's your reassurance money to potentially hire. You get that hire wrong, it hurts tenfold because mm. if you get somebody who's, and I've had some of them, a bit lazy, just looking for a paycheck, mm. don't really care about what you're trying to do, um, then that's just dead money. And you also see it from a point of view, that's money that could have been in my personal pocket. Mm -hmm. And I've worked night, day and weekend to, to, to build that cash pile up in the business. And you don't care. And you're just draining that. And you mm -hmm. th then you start thinking, well, somebody else could be sat in that seat who mm -hmm. does care. And it creates a whole set of new challenges. Mm -hmm. And now if you haven't managed before or hired or fired, which fortunately I had, what do you do? Do you, oh, it will come good, honestly. Let this person keep woolling, the wool over your eyes or do you set the expectations and manage out that process? Mm -hmm. So that that's just one example. Um, I think 
other challenges. There's certainly the 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 mental side, like we said, mm. making sure that you are resilient and you are doing enough outside of business to do something for yourself, whether it be a bike ride, a walk, getting fresh air, go to the gym, cinema, whatever your interests are, keep mm-hmm. something. Make sure you retain something for yourself. I went through a big period of time where it was work, home, work, home, work, home. And with young, young, young kids, you know, when when the babies, it was tough because mm. I'm not seeing anything else. So then you start to work on it and you implement a bit of you time back in and all of a sudden everything feels quite more balanced and mm-hmm. there's more equilibrium to life but i would say the majority of the stuff comes down to to the emotional mental aspect of it and that's why i said at the very start you've got to surround yourself with good people Mm -hmm. whether that's you're a one-man band and you need the emotional spot from friends and family or if you're going to go into a, a route like i did such as curve capital the people are on the same page as you Mm -hmm. because not everybody will gel with us um and likewise i won't gel with everybody else but if you get it right which i did luckily then it makes it a lot easier mm-hmm. well one as we're coming towards the end of the podcast i guess like you said about curve capital there what was it that attracted you to curve really um as a solo potentially yeah values really mm-hmm. um And I knew I would be successful. And that's not trying to sound big-headed because I'm just not that type of guy. But mm-hmm. I know that I've got the work ethic that it takes to work until it is a success mm-hmm. and not give up and be tenacious. So that side of things I was confident in. Mm-hmm. Um, but the values element is, you know, if I, if I try to put it a different way, when things aren't going well, do your surrounding network or the people that have invested in you give you that emotional support as well as business support? And I'm not saying I ring up any of the business partners and go start crying down the phone to them because somebody's not taking a job mm-hmm. or uh, an invoice didn't get paid on time. Mm-hmm. What I mean is, is, is being able to work through it. Somebody just saying, well, it's fine. This has happened before. Don't worry. If it's you know, if we need to move a bit of money around, we'll do that, or mm. we'll do this, or or whatever else it may be. Um, and therefore, if they're your type of people and the values are shared, business is hard enough. So make it your your own life a bit easier mm-hmm. with having the right people that you can trust mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Well, as we're coming to the end of the podcast, which has been a really good podcast, by the way. I've enjoyed this. I've enjoyed this yeah, a lot, mate. Good. Um, I'm going to end on my one final question. Now, this is the question that I ask everyone, Andy. So, mm-hmm. what one piece of golden advice could you give to an entrepreneur, a potential business owner, who's maybe looking into coming in or currently are as entrepreneurs and maybe struggling a bit? What's one piece you would give? Have a little time. Have a think about it. One piece. Yeah. This is where I could go into it like another 30 minutes and <laughs> yeah. just start going back over everything again. <laughs> just a quick one. Um, believe, it's, it's a bit cheesy, but believe in yourself. Mm. Because if you're even thinking about it, 
you're probably 60% of the way there. Mm-hmm. So once you get rid of all the 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 what ifs, I might not, and you start using the correct language, I am going to, I will, mm. I can, then you're then probably 70 or 80% of there. Mm. And then you just need to find the right route for you after that. Um, I hand on heart wouldn't change a single bit of anything, good, bad or ugly, in the last four years of my journey with the guys and subsequently the other businesses that I've set up and mm. the businesses that I'm now helping. Because you learn, you think you know it, but the stuff that you learn once you throw yourself into it mm-hmm. and you realize, yeah, it's a lot to learn, but it's exciting, it's fresh, it's revitalizing. And if I hadn't have believed in myself and stopped worrying at the very start, I'd have never exposed myself to it and therefore I wouldn't be where I am today. Mm-hmm. Well, what a wonderful way to end the podcast <laughs> there, Andy. Hey, thank you very much for no, being thank on. Thank you. It's, it's been, been really informative, insightful. Thank you very much. So, yeah. You're welcome. Thanks for tuning in to Curvecast. To learn more about Curve and stay connected, be sure to check out the episode description where you'll find links to our website, social media platforms and more information about our special guests.